Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. March 15th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM on your radio dial, FM and AM. So if one's not working, a little staticky, maybe whatever part of town you're in, the AM or the FM works a little bit better. Check them both out. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm, uh... I'm doing well. Doing well, Mr. Sports Talker. Excited for uh, another big day. Uh, did not, still have not completed my bracket to, in its totality. Like, I've got the rough draft, but I haven't. T- today's my day for uh, crowdsourcing, not crowdsourcing, but, you know, I got, I got to put in all of the research. I was, uh, yesterday I, I wrote uh, well, KSR, I- we split up each region like each person got a region yeah so i got just the east region so i was just so you've only studied you've only studied the east so you just haven't filled out a bracket is what you're saying well but no i mean i got kind of started but i still haven't like it's one of those things where you do your bracket the first time and you're like there's not enough upsets in here like i've got to find some and and i also don't like some of those uh um, where the lines are like a little bit shorter, like okay, it's too obvious if everybody's gonna pick South Dakota State over Providence, you know. So like, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm I'm, I'm trying to get the right fit of the right balance, and I, I'm not there yet. I'm I'm getting there. Today's my day where I where I, I put in the research, I I get out the the whiteboard, and I I grind, I, I grind the tape, and I I fill out that damn bracket. You don't grind any tape. <laughs> you haven't grind since 
high school prom. You've told us pretty all Ricky. about. It. You've told us all yeah. about it. Maybe. I, Justin, I think it's pretty wild. He hasn't filled out a bracket yet. Um, I'm in the same boat, actually. Oh my god! This is <laughs> people in this town that do sports radio don't care about sports. And you two, sadly, I got to throw in there. No, you, no, 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 no. I have to. No, but TJ, generally, what I did feel you like do? you all no, watch no, sports. No, this hold on. I'm not. I'm not done. I'm uh. not done. Generally, I feel like you all do a decent job watching sports, so you're already ahead of 95% of radio hosts or producers in this town just by watching sports. So, first off, it's not all bad. Okay, you did, okay. You did that. Okay. But I don't know how much you all care about sports, unfortunately. Well, but see, here's the thing, though, is once I – like, when you do this – like, when it's your job and you work, like, Sunday nights, it used to be you printed out brackets and you just filled them out. Well, I, I, I didn't – like, I was working till 1030 that night, like, writing things on the website. Um, if you want to go look, I, there's receipts. You can see I wrote things. Uh, th- besi- also, Dickie V picking Kentucky to win a national championship. Facebook loves that story. Oh, yeah? Oh, God. It's it's Facebook gold. It's like um, somehow the most read story in the history of Kentucky Sports Radio before we got bought by on three was something I had about um, – who was it? They pulled – it was a famous receiver, pulled their kid out of Nebraska – because he was like smoking pot, and he was like, "That's how your real parenting works." And like all of the conservative like Facebook groups like kept picking it up, and it would just kind of go places. Some things you just don't know what are ma- tailor made for Facebook. Dick Vitale picking Kentucky to win the national championship, perfect fit for Facebook. It's tough to figure out the Facebook algorithm. Yeah, but that all one, the different social media platforms, different algorithms, because it's basically different applying to different. Age groups and demos and, and stuff. generations, yeah, yeah. really. Right. Uh, so the Dick Vitale one on Facebook, that one very popular. Killed it. Gotcha. Killed it. But you got to put um, that one. You got to know that. So yeah, moving forward. And, and and that was part of my my Sunday night too. Was I, I dove in the East Region Sunday night, and I can tell you lots about the East Region, but the the other ones I haven't I haven't picked and primed my upsets. Um, I will say I'm I'm oddly like Murray State, as much as people want to like say like. Oh, watch out, Kentucky. Murray State's dangerous. Like they might, they'll probably lose to San Francisco. Well, I looked into <laughs> just the matchup of a potential because for two seconds I looked into St. Peter's, and if UK is not up uh, <laughs> fifteen oh, yeah. at the under ten in the first half, then uh, it will be a bad start for UK. And the, I mean that. I mean that quite literally. That that line I think opened at fifteen and a half is up to. 20 and a half, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I saw it at 17. I was like, well, first thing in the morning, I need to go get that. And I just forgotten until you said that. If it's 17, I'm going to hammer it. But if it's up to 20 or something, probably still would put a little money on the Cats. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, they're not they're not great. Uh, they do I, have a great mascot. I do think UK should beat along those lines, whether it's Murray State or San Francisco. I think UK should yeah. easily be able to, to beat either one. San Francisco, not a – Awesome offensive team. Their claim to fame, Roush, is that they shut down teams on the perimeter. Good. Have fun. We do it ourselves. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, but they basically force teams to score in the interior and inside, and fine. That's cool. Right. They're like okay. supposedly, if you're a if you're like an Alabama and you have to go against a San Francisco, you're going to have a tough day. You're going to have to change like the way you play. Kentucky isn't a three-point reliant team as is so no harm there and supposedly San Francisco's not too overwhelming offensively so going against UK's defense probably gonna be the toughest defense they faced in a good bit not worried about them Murray State I actually think they are worse than San Francisco as a completed team the only 
caveat there is the motivation factor, the biggest game in Murray State history factor. Those things maybe folks want to to, to avoid. But if you do that, you avoid that, then maybe the UK players on the team they're not as motivated for that San Francisco team. But either way, I do think I mean, it's it's the old Wofford Stone Murphy thing where everybody yeah. kind of like built put puts them on a pedestal a little bit. In reality, when you break them down, although that that team Which, did play Kentucky relatively close, and I could see whether I could see a second round matchup being within a ten point well, game. It's a buffer Easy. zone. Yeah, it's probably gonna problem. be one of those situations. Yeah. And but but I do think it was a nice draw to get to the sweet sixteen. I think if if and when the Cats get there, things change. It gets tougher, but we have uh, several more days to talk yeah. about that. We have all of this uh, show to talk about that. There's there's one thing I need to discuss, too, and normally we wait to get to Thorne's text line, but it's it's been 22 hours, and it's bothered me, and I, I'm, I'm very confused. We had multiple this, – this is back-to-back texts into the text line, and I'm just, I cannot. Whoa, jumping the text line at a time like this? I'm so, it, it, it's it's bothering me that much because I don't know how, I could see it happening once where somebody misread it once, but two people sent the, the following text. St. Peter's and Murray State are both in the top 10 in Kim Palm defenses. Sorry, Murray State is number 13 Kim Palm defense efficiency. St. Peter's is seven. Oh, so Steve just misread it wrong twice. I apologize. Yeah, because I, I was noting that like you avoided a bunch of like the the best defenses aren't in this East region as far as Ken Palm goes, and like that's just I I don't know what Steve was reading, but like that that's not the case at all. Like I think Murray State is fortieth. Yes, Murray State is fortieth in Ken Palm defensive efficiency, and St. Peter's is just not even on the map. Maybe you could confuse it with St. Mary's being in the top ten in defensive efficiency, but I I, I was just I it, I was so bothered. By reading the Kimpom wrong, I couldn't. It, it bugged me all day yesterday. So you came in looking to go after two people, but then you just ended up going after Steve. I, I, I realized that Steve <laughs> did admit he said it wrong, and, and maybe that was that was on me. Part of that was thinking it was two people instead of just Steve. So suck it, Steve, but don't suck it too bad. I, you probably just read things wrong. I just could not wrap my brain around you saying that Murray State had a top ten defense because they don't. Really? They're they're a solid team. Um, but I also like TJ. I know that Kim Palm is supposed to adjust for all these metrics, but like, I, I'm not going to buy like low-level mid-major schools having the same efficiency rankings as like Power Five teams. Like that, that's not going to bother me. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like they they don't have the Th- same. That way. Be, it's it's before even getting into the weeds of it. I would just yeah. That's uh, I <laughs> like, think San Francisco hasn't played like a well. No, is it Murray? One of those teams I don't think has beaten. A top like fifty net team, yeah, yeah. since like November or right. something like that, um, and so they do say they adjust to like conference and strength of opponent and all that stuff. But if a team like Murray State went thirty and two and every computer metric hated them, they would all cry to high heaven. So while they say they take it into consideration, and I'm sure they do to some extent, if you're thirty and two, the numbers are built to like you. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's the way that it goes. And for the exact reason that I said the alternative, if the numbers didn't like you, if it did, if it weighed opponents or conference too heavily, then those little teams would cry again to high heaven and you'd just hear it nonstop. So I don't care about the computer metrics or anything like that. You look at it this way. If Kentucky is the team we think they are, they shouldn't lose to a St. Pete's. They shouldn't lose to a San Francisco. They shouldn't lose to a Murray State. 
I think Purdue is a tough matchup. That Sweet 16 game could be difficult. Elite Eight almost assuredly will be challenging. And then any game from there on is going to be a dogfight. And that's March. That's March. These first few games, I think Kentucky should be okay. John Calipari spoke on his coach's show yesterday. Did you listen to that? How how excited are we, TJ? I I just feel like some people just aren't aren't built for the John Calipari coaches show. It's too much entertainment for him. Like, you were a kid and, like, a gory scene would come on and you'd see, like, your parents look at each other or just be like, okay, hold, or look at you and be like, are you processing what's going on here? And then if they thought it was, like, this was clicking, they'd go turn off the TV yeah. or they change the channel or something along those lines. Um, I, I, I <laughs> It's the exact same situation here. We get the tweak. It's the exact same situation here. If the John Calipari coaches show is too much for you, just turn it off. Have your mom come change the channel for you. <laughs> go go put on 98.9 or something along those lines. Uh, don't 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 continue to listen if it's being so tough. Yeah, you had the tweak. You, oh, I love it. You, you had tons. I, lo- I love the I love doing the tweak right before the the tournament. They're all hyperbole, folks. It's all hyperbole. It's, it's all, every show and, is hyperbole. And, and like that's what I love. Like I love that Cal is doing this. Like that—that's what we should want from our coach. We should want our coach who likes his team. Now, I do. Like, I, doesn't it feel a little atypical for Cal to have guys like going five on five right before the tournament? I think he's done something like this before. Anytime, see, there there were quotes. So, besides just the people that are like. He said, tweak, I'm done with the tweak. I can't do a tweak anymore. Like, there were things that he was saying. You can always read behind. Yeah. The, you he, can always read no, between yeah, the yeah, lines yeah, of Calipari. He, he just, he puts out the breadcrumbs, and you've got to, you got to figure it out yourself. Nothing he says is unintentional, and even the hyperbole, I think he's doing just to kind of poke and prod. Um, not, I don't think he's really even intentionally trying to pro- poke and pot, prod. I think he's may. I think he did add a quote unquote tweak. I think he probably during the scrimmage said, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you start doing this a little bit more?" And that was the extent of the tweak. But he did say some things that I thought were interesting, and maybe a little nerve make me a little nervous. Hmm. What makes you nervous? I. I, I will say, like, even though I said it was unusual, he had the guys out there going five on five. I kind of liked it. It was like, all right, we're going to do a cleanse of that Tennessee game. He's kind of done uh, again. I don't think it's completely new. When he feels like his team maybe just needs to shake something off, when in doubt, he goes to a scrimmage. Uh, so I guess he just feels like they he wanted to get their confidence back a little bit because they couldn't see anything go in against Tennessee. So scrimmage, see some baskets go in, play a little freer. Hit some shots. That's fine. I'm not buying the scrimmage for like an hour and 30 minutes. No, it was probably 10 minutes on the clock kind of deal. Yeah, and then it was yeah. probably just a lot of stopping and instruction yeah. would yeah. be would would be my guess. I, so the thing that worries me a little bit, and this is why we do a radio show, is so people can either say you're an idiot or, you know what, I think there could be something there. He is really, really hyping up this team. And it's not in a hyping up in the sense of, like, they're going to win it all. You guys are about to witness greatness. He's hyping up how great a people they are and what a pleasure it's been to coach. It almost feels like a award-winning speech as the, the walk-off music is a beginning to play. Hmm. And I do wonder if he's just like, hey, I need to get this stuff out there that, like, 
we didn't win the SEC regular season. We didn't win the SEC tournament. And if we don't make a Final Four, this team really isn't going to go down in any sort of history books. I do want fans to think of this team fondly, regardless of what's about to happen. Because you lose in, you lose in the first round, this team is going to get hated. You lose in the second round, team's going to get hated on. Sweet Six, yes. Oh, yeah. They lost in the first two rounds, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You serious? Hundred percent. He's never lost. He's, he, he's never lost in the. That will make it even more painting, painstaking yeah, I get, for a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. Cal's never lost in the first round as a head coach. Uh, only one second round loss, and it was to IU. I mean, but not a Murray State or San Francisco. They're no not losing to. Mur- to uh, no, I don't think they are either. But I do feel like Cal is almost like laying the groundwork where. And I, I, there's another side of this coin, but he's almost, it almost seems like he's laying the groundwork of like, hey, folks, if something happens, don't be mean to this team because I love them. You should love them. They're great. They're nice. Be nice to them. But uh, the other side of that coin is he also could just be covering his bases that this is March. This team's either going to do some great things and then I'm not worried about you all loving them because you'll love them regardless but this sport is dictated on March, and I'm just making sure everybody knows we got a good group here. If they win, if they lose, we got to remember it's a good group here. I'm sure it's nothing more than that. I'm sure you don't need to read into it as like he's not confident in this team and he's laying the groundwork. But that thought did cross my mind. And if it crossed my mind, it had to cross somebody else's mind somewhere out there. But he definitely was really hamming them up yesterday. And maybe that's what a coach should do. Generally, he just does He's seem to go good cop, bad season, cop though. with himself. This with this team, he has. Yeah. But when was the last time he started doing it more? Seemed like it was in December and like November, when people were kind of more unsure about this team. Seems like te- people are maybe yeah, unsure I, again. Yeah. I think some of it's just it. him getting uh, maybe a little nostalgic as like, oh, it feels good to be back in the tournament. He's doing the thing where like we were daydreaming about like, ooh, NCAA. Back in at Selection Sunday. Doesn't it feel good? I think that's more of the – it's been two years without a tournament. And that's probably the longest Cal's ever been in his career without going back to UMass. TJ, I do think I'm you're sure right, though. Point, that, yeah, that's cra- that is kind of crazy to think about. I do think you're right, though, that he's probably covering his bases. I mean, what's he going to do? He's not going to say those these things after a loss. Well, he will. He will say these things after a loss, but, like, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care to hear how great of a guys these people are because they lost, you know, any fan. There will be a time and place for that after the season to hear that stuff again. But immediately after a loss, Kentucky, no offense, Kentucky lose a national championship game. And immediately after a loss, you're going to have some people that are freaking out. I think my thought when I heard it, I was like, all right, just in case something happens crazy this weekend, I just think Cal's trying to get ahead of like how good of a group this is and and Kentucky fans, for right or for wrong, it's personal opinion, they do. They maybe are a little bit more down than they should be for a two-seed that is heavily predicted to come out of their region, one of the favorites to win it all. But I think UK fans, we talked about it in good, in good deal yesterday, I think they just want to see UK let their hair down and pummel a team. And instead... They lost to their rival, Tennessee. They had some close losses on the road in the end of the regular season. So I think everybody's just trying to kind of figure out what is in store the next few weeks. Yeah, this is the longest uh, he's ever had in his career prior to getting getting in the first time with UMass in 92. 
So since getting in the first time, he's never had two years. He's never right. had a two year stretch yeah. where he wasn't in the the big dance. One obviously no no fault to his own. The other one fault to his own. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, like again, I just I feel like he's really hamming up good cop, and I don't. You don't I, like good cop. I, I don't like no, good cop. I don't like good cop. Is that, is that different than Swaggy Cal though? I, I, are you reading Swaggy too much Cal in is generally lines? more? Yeah, I'm sure I am. But this is what sports radio should should do, I believe. Uh, I'm sure I am, and that's what we're all talking about. And if everybody came back and they're like TJ, too much reading into it, then I'd say I must be reading too much into it. But another another quote along those. He showed everybody on the team a 10 minute highlight film. To help them get what he called their swag back, like it seems like he's really trying to pull a lot out of this group, and I don't like that. I don't well, like it. And 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 it could go back to the thing that some people don't believe in, but the peaking too early. Like he's trying to to get them back to where they're um, as as we described yesterday. There was a lot of games where Kentucky's just steamrolling folks. And you know, this is something you and I maybe haven't talked so much about since doing radio together. Because UK hasn't been as young. Last year they were pretty young. But the difference in March Madness, or difference during a season between a young team, and a good young team versus a good experienced team, is it does seem like sometimes you'll get the good experienced team start to kind of wear down a little bit where good young teams start to like really click. click. Yeah. I'm not saying that's exactly what's happening here because what? You. It, UK had a bad shooting night against Tennessee. I'm not using this as like a the, big what, the picture. Second best defense in the country. Yeah, they had yeah. a bad shooting night against Tennessee, and you 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 hit like I said, C plus game. You win that one. I'm, I'm big picture. I'm not too concerned. Yesterday's show, go back and listen to it. I wasn't overly concerned. I'm more concerned about get the sense that Cal is feeling the need to pump up his players, kind of remind the fan base that they're they're not robots, they're kids, and by the way, they're the most amazing human kids on the planet. It just it it the angles, the pivots, the the direction that the narrative that Cal's trying to give to the fans, it all just seems different. And maybe it is just that we haven't been in March in a few years and I've kind of forgotten how this stuff goes. But well, and I think some of it, too, could be, uh, I don't want to say in response to it, but folks were very mad at John Calperi for his canceling shoot-around comments. This is also him showing that he's leaving no stone unturned. And I think some folks really like hearing, like, because what Calipari does well as a coach, it's getting his team ready for March, and it's and it's not by – like having all of the plays. It's by having them in the right mindset, having giving them the confidence that they can go on a run like this. And maybe the, he's just trying to peel back the layers, uh, so peel back the onion a little bit. Um, I know we're going to have Could like be. 17 different documentary crews following this team this year. Um, the, oh, March, really? the March Madness one is just the latest to hop in. Uh, it feels like there are. I don't think there's actually seven. But there, there are multiple, I believe. And, but now this March Madness crew is, is jumping in. And following them, so we'll be see, here, seeing stuff from Turner and CBS throughout the NCAA tournament. Um, so may, maybe this is him just trying to show, hey, here's how much I care, here's how much I believe in this team, and I'm just trying to go all in to make sure that they're ready. That uh, that's probably the right answer. That's probably the right answer. It was just it was a lot yesterday. It was more than I was expecting. I just felt like, oh, he's uh, he's being nice to his team. He's hyping them up. He's trying to pull more out of them. And then it was like the next segment, same thing. It was like the next segment, 
same thing. He was asked about the two, his two-foul rule. A caller called in. Oh, okay. <laughs> you would have thought maybe it was me with because uh, I don't like it either. His answer when the caller asked it, I, I could predict what what Cal was going to say. Basically said that if it gets really out of hand, I will put him back in with two and fouls. How more out of hand could it have been? That's the thing. Is that like <laughs> it was as bad? I don't. As... I don't believe you. Yeah, like... I don't. I don't believe you. And if he, if you ever do get to a point where it's too bad that you put him back in, then it's probably really, really bad. It's probably too, too bad. Would be my guess at that point. Uh, but he did. But I knew he was going to do this as well. He brought up. He was like, "Yeah, but people don't like it. I take people out with two fouls sometimes." What ended up happening, Oscar? He made sure to mention that he fouled out. And that, you know, if you put oh, him in right, there, maybe right. he would have fouled out earlier or something along those lines. But uh, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it is not worth it. Um, I would have done it on Saturday with Oscar, but Oscar is a pretty important player. So it is somebody that's a little trickier in that situation. But an interesting call-in show. We want to hear from you on our radio show, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. I'm, I'm interested to talk about Hudak Katz, um, fodder that he had for us yesterday, and he tweeted into us. Steve also tweeted me, and we, we got to the heart of the problem. He was visiting the wrong website. Well, that's not good, Steve. Yeah, he was visiting teamrankings.com, which is a good website, but it's not Kimpom. It's not the same defensive efficiency numbers. Not the ones people use. Gotcha. Yeah. Team rank is good, though. Just, just for raw stats, not like advanced analytics. All right. Are you getting to this uh, Who That Cats fan tweet from yesterday? Would you like to? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. People reach out to us. We got to be nice enough and get back uh, to them. We always appreciate it. Uh, in summation, I, I, oftentimes we will, we will jokingly talk about it just means more. But many times when you – play really good teams in your conference, you want to see them do well to kind of validate your struggles against them, just how well you played against them. Uh, but Hudak Cats fan says, I I want them all to flame out. I want them all to lose because their fans have been obnoxious this year. How, how are we feeling about the Auburns and Arkansas's? Um, Brooding for the – well, first off, I think the SEC is really good. So Hudak Cats fan, I unfortunately think you're going to see a few SEC teams make a little bit of a run. Uh, I think Auburn's good. I think Tennessee's good, and then Arkansas—they're the—they're probably the trickiest team for me to figure out. You could see JT, JD Note going on a huge March run. Mm-hmm. You could see them losing quite literally. I could see them losing to Vermont. They're the—they're the SEC team that I've had a, a tougher time with than some of the other ones. The, but I think Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky—I quite—I wouldn't be shocked if if the SEC had three teams in the Final Four. The uh, the I was really hoping for that Katie Johnson would save his shoot my team out of the tournament game for the NCAA tournament and not the SEC. He went 0 for 14. That's yeah. what he does. He he just he's a gun, and you you can't contain that gun. He's just got to shoot. He's got to get up his shots. And I, I fear kind of like Kentucky against Tennessee. Like it's a good thing, um, but like I, I think he got that game out of his way, and he's. The one thing standing in the way of me penciling in like Tennessee to the Final Four is Rick Barnes doesn't go to Final Fours. But he doesn't until he does. So, I don't know. That, that, that's how it is with anybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't, but, I mean, you, hell, he is like 70, 
four or something like he's an old or no he's not that old well so if it applies to somebody it's more to him but and and they are i think in a relatively tough region um you know to just to get to the final four you're gonna have to most likely beat villanova and either arizona or illinois and it's gonna be tough matchups to answer your question though who that cats fan i don't know how like if i'm no, you know who the fan favorite is now all of a sudden in the SEC for UK fans? Every UK fan probably going to hop on that LSU bandwagon. Oh, yeah. They don't no, well, wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just turns out to be a likable group now, huh? Yeah. Just a scrappy, likable group. They just uh, play tough defense. They fight. Uh, the, and, you know, maybe what? maybe not so much their screens, but uh, there are UK fans already convinced themselves, too, that – uh, UK may be able to get Eason from Eason from the transfer transfer portal, although he's going to go to the draft. So right, uh, right, that, right. That's not that's not going to happen. Although it'd be sweet, he's really good. But, but yeah, if there's an SEC, SEC team to root for, go ahead and make it the Will Wade bunch. It'd be hilarious if they like ran right, off to the right, Final Four yeah. without Will Wade. Does he get a ring? I do love them against Iowa State. A lot of people are like, they should be your f- upset. Take LSU out. They don't have a head coach. They're going to fall apart. I think they're going to beat Iowa State, and I'd actually pick them to beat Wisconsin if that game wasn't in Milwaukee, but it'll be a true road game for them, and mm-hmm, right. uh, we'll probably take uh, Wisconsin. But that defense could be tough to – LSU's going to be a tough out, even without a head coach. No, no. You're so there's your answer, right. Hudak Cats fan. And they say they he, he, also, or he or she also tweets in and says that they agree if he's – Having to pull the Dale Carnegie positive thinking tactics, then he sees this team very down on itself, IMO. That was kind of my line of thinking. I wanted to put it out there, see what other people thought about it. But it, he always does that to some degree. I just thought yesterday was too much. And I listened to it from I listened to it from start to finish. So, you know, maybe it reads different on transcripts, or maybe some of the tweet quotes you all saw read differently, or maybe just listen maybe it maybe it should read differently. Maybe listening to it made it sound worse or than it actually is. Maybe but, you should practice what you preach and you just have to turn it off. No, no, no. I'm not getting all triggered or worked up about it. I love hearing what he's got to say. Uh, I just noticed that's an observation to, is there something more going on here? I'm not getting triggered. I don't think I'm getting talked down to. Coach answered my question and he didn't mean. Uh, not doing that stuff. I enjoy it. And Leach is just a professional. Give me, you know, but Always good to hear him. Although you can tell Leach sometimes. You can almost feel his eyes roll. And he's like, I asked you about this. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going a different way again, aren't you, John? Uh, but they they have great chemistry. And I think John was like, you've been doing this with me for a long time now, haven't you? And I wanted Tom to come back and be like, actually, you've been doing this with me for a long time now. <laughs> Tom's been there longer. Uh, I am. So interesting. All right. I didn't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not triggered. Not triggered. Ah. One thing I noticed the other day. Have you have you ever heard the Tom Leach call of any of the Aaron Harrison shots? Yeah, I've, I know the. Don't we have one on the intro? No, that's those. That's the Jim Nance version. This is uh, the point where he always hits it, but like I don't know call. if I've ever heard Leach. I have, Leach's but off version. the top of my head, I gotta try to remember what one of them sounds like. Yeah, I'd... one of them. You're right that they go to TV, bro. I think the Michigan one, though, most of the time they use the Leach one. I bet if we heard the Michigan Aaron Harrison Leach call, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that a thousand times. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I think they play more of Leach than they do of Nance. Of Nance. Because Nance is Wisconsin. It's the boy where he always hits it. Yeah, that one was too good. Aaron <laughs> Harrison, beyond belief. <sighs> but if you, if, if, 
if you're feeling like your your Twitter account after we got off the air yesterday, Roush, you retweeted the CBS Sports video, which I didn't hate the song as much as you did. It was Would just it be my really... first choice. No, but they very much matched up the lyrics with the video. They did do that, but it just the the sound of it. It was like the fray doing the national anthem. It was just something very off putting about it. Yeah, I, it wasn't like the most pump up song, but it was more of like, hey, this is a tournament. You either die when you lo- you die when you lose. A little morbid, but, yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the theme of the song. And then, of course, Drew Franklin's classic of those uh, the, oh, the Wisconsin yeah. shot was With just the, a uh, real, real song treat. in the background. Dun, 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 oh yeah! Dun, dun, dun. And the beautiful thing about that video put together by Drew, and I've told him this to his face before, but like the fact that he goes back towards the end of the video and plays it again yeah. is just you got to see it. Like you can't see it enough. Right. So you see all the celebratory shots, you get all excited about it, and then just for good measure, watch it again. Oh, watch it again. And, and then you, you get have a few, little half pump up oh, by the, Harrison. It's honestly. Oh, and then it reminds me of the CBS video of, like, you see so many huge shots, what would your reaction be? And the difference between – gosh, why can't I think of the guy for – was it Jenkins for Villanova who Mm -hmm. hit the game winner in the National Championship game? His his celebration versus Harrison's – and there's a difference because, one, for a national championship, and, two, there was time left for Harrison. Right. And that's the biggest caveat there. Aaron's was terrible. No offense. But it's, it's also, like the little like half excited, but I can't get too excited, so it just kind of comes off as like. But I think that's a why, child's pumping up the crowd. I think that's why he's able to hit those shots though, because it was subdued enough to where he was never too over emotional for that moment. It's probably a great point. He, he, he was never too over the top. He was never too down on himself. He was pretty even keeled. I that that's true. I'm just saying to it have is, that it is chance weird, though to be able to celebrate a shot like that, and he just kind of like. Just only his forearms up, pump exactly, up the crowd. Exactly. He keeps his elbows at his it's side. like a little like T-Rex dinosaur, like pump <laughs> up. Like dinosaur just makes a big kill, and he's trying to pump up the family. That's what it looks like when Aaron Harrison hits that big shot. <laughs> Jenkins is what I think everybody would envision they'd want to do. Jalen Suggs's was great last year, too. And that was a good one. Yeah, Gosh. jump on the table. Yeah. Like, that's like the – yeah. Well. Jenkins just put his hands in the air like he knew it was going in the second that it left his arms, and like it was nothing to him. And he lets everybody come and crowd him. Right. Right, right. Uh, it was just very cool. Like, yeah, of course I made this shot. That's what I'm supposed to do here. Oh, it's the best time of the year, folks. And we'll get more bracket busters and buzzer beaters and all the semi kind of sexual cliches that surround the sport of basketball. And it starts tonight with the little tournament action. We'll come back. Oh. We'll talk about that. We got to go to a break. Long overdue. That's the beauty of Kentucky Roll Calls. We can just rip through a whole segment. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You've been out with those losers all night. Hey, Coach Conrad. Remember me? Second period, gym class. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, 
Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and send a text into the Thornton's text line while texting in and walking into a Thornton's yourself. How about that? So you'd be texting into the Thornton's text line while walking into a Thornton's while texting mm. into the Thornton's text line to get yourself some Thornton's d- dessert so here, or more what more people call he, breakfast. Here's the thing that uh, – Folks, you all don't realize when we talk up our spot, like we practice what we preach. Yesterday, it's true. Had a wide willy. It was amazing. Also, got to say, make sure you, you know, I, I got mine like right after the show. That's what's key. Got to have them nice and fresh donuts. Um, and today, today it's salsaritas. So I, 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 I am very hungry though. I'm already thinking about it. So help me stay distracted in talking about our wonderful sponsors' food because it's. Yeah, you, you start tons. thinking food, then you start thinking breakfast, and you go into lunch, and I get it. Thornton's has it all, mm-hmm, they uh, including fresh fruit, which, by the way, look how big this banana is. Enormous banana. That should not, it's, it, That's the Thornton's one? Yeah, it's the Thornton's one. It's a, Man, huge. That is That's huge. Like a, that, is a, that is a whole meal of a banana. Thornton's has it all. Check them out today. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. Only eight people in the Kentucky Roll Call Bracket Group, mainly because I forgot to post it last night. <laughs> but I did send out emails to everybody that was in the last that year, email. An yeah, automated and I email. kept it unread, so I would make sure to fill that in today. So go on and join. What we're going to do is I'll just – got to have Venmo to win uh, or know somebody that has Venmo. It's very easy to download. People act like it's hard. It's not. Nope. And uh, we'll Venmo you out. First place and second place, baby. And you get to go up against me and most likely lose. So you'll have that going for you as well. Feeling good about my bracket. Real good. I should definitely get in then. Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) I'm getting in. But if you feel good about your bracket. I feel like anytime we do a contest here, like a college football pick them, a Survivor League, we'll get like 50% attendance from the the employees. There's three of us, but we get 50% attendance. Is that because I count for a half? We'll we'll, we'll count for it. Still still couldn't get to 50% if you were half. But, uh, well, you could, not physically. But uh, Dugan makes four. So he never gets in any of these, ever. So, boom. Got my, a point, my, my point was right. S- sick Roush on him. Yeah. So, get on in. This is that time of the year. You get, uh, let's see, Super Bowl squares. Um, or did you get in Bobby Regan Super Bowl squares? I did. Or Super Bowl squares. Tournament March, squares. Tournament squares, yeah. I'm um, in, I, got, I also like that he does winner and losers because uh, last year my friend tried doing it to where it's the team, like the top team in the bracket versus the bottom team. If that makes sense, uh, what? like in the matchup, like if you look at a bracket, top versus bottom, oh, based on seeds instead of winners losers. Yeah, well, just like based on how the bracket shapes up, and people got very confused, as you can tell. It, I mean, I guess if you just are universally doing it one way or another, yeah, he was everybody like, does winners, everybody does winners and losers. Winners and losers is much easier to. I guess you could make a case that like top and bottom, you could have the top number on the top, so you always know the top number is the top number. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll get confused. You look, you uh, yeah, you get confused. You'll look at it and you'll be like, "Huh, what? No, winner, loser." I went pretty heavy on squares this year. Got got mine this morning. For one of mine that I'm in, five and five. 
That's okay. I mean, who? It, know, it'll hit probably once or twice, but that's terrible. Is there any, anybody have the odds on? Uh, there's got to be somebody's got to have some stats on what numbers hit the most. Oh, surely. Yeah, and unlike football, there's not those round numbers that you're used mm-hmm. to. Uh, so so yeah. really, could be any number, but no yeah, idea. What tournament games generally close? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? And then there's I'll get in a dream team where you get like an imaginary five dollars or something. You gotta you gotta build a team, but once a player and it's only scoring, so it's only whichever team scores the most. But once your player's out of the tournament, you don't get any more points from that player. So it's a little strategy in terms of building a team of people that are going to play several games versus also making sure, you know, if you could get a 35-point performance from a $2 player and they only play one game, that's probably worth it at that point because other $2 players average like six points on good teams and, you know, who knows how many they'll score over the course of a four-, five-, six-game tournament run. So I love that. That's starting back up. A lot of people do Calcutta's this time of the year. I don't. I'm not a, Calcutta. The, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I just haven't had the right experience yet. You familiar with what those are? I, you just basically I buy rem- teams. That's. I remember. Is that where you you have to like auction? To? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like generally we'll go to like a bar or something like that. You'll be with a group of people, and depending on the different Calcutta or whatever it may be, teams could go for. Like eight thousand dollars or something. Yeah, no. But they do incentives like highest double digit seed remaining in the tournament wins X amount of money. Biggest, longest, highest, you know, whatever twelve seed goes the furthest wins money. So they do. So they they will give some kickback to the little guys and for teams that go for a little bit cheaper. But that's the only thing I don't like about it. Is it just turns into like. Which lawyer or doctor in town is just going to blow a ton of money for gambling? And I'm like, I've got $200. Also, I would much rather just use that money towards betting against the spread. You know what I mean? Like, there's some of these gimmicks where it's like, just I'll just pick the winners individually, and that'd be more fun. Because I think the the, the problem that you get with, like, doing – with getting overstretched or too many brackets is like – it's like with Trevor with his 17 fantasy leagues, and you're not like cheering against one another, but like keeping up with it can just be a pain in the ass, you know? At the end of the day, I'm here to just watch the games, and it's nice to have a little extra juice on it. Like, uh, the Fred Madness teams were picked, and uh, I've got Yale, so go Bulldogs. Let's cover that number, baby. And then, of course, Fred Madness, what'd you think of that? Do you like the Yale? It's a lot of points for Purdue, but um, I actually like the over in that game. Because they're the two worst defenses, they're like 100 and 105th or something in efficiency. They're really bad both defensively. So actually, if I'm gonna, I might, I might just bet the over in general. Uh, but I don't know. Ho- hopefully, the Bulldogs can keep it close enough. Uh, how much confidence do I have? I don't know. Yeah, that's the beauty of spread na- madness, though, baby. I gave KRC a team. So if the KRC spread madness team wins, either we could divide the winning money amongst KRC listeners. We could just give it all away to one person. We could split it up. We could figure out, we could do whatever we want. But we would have to cover six straight games before we do that. KRC got San Francisco. So they need the Dons to just cover against Murray State and they'll advance to the next round. What is that? I believe they're uh, I'm doing one some gambling point favorite during this commercial break. I believe they're a one-point favorite. Yeah. San Francisco's a favorite? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Well, if... So be rooting for San Francisco to cover, and then... Actually, excuse me, one-and-a-half-point dogs. Okay. So I was like, that doesn't make sense. I would have been surprised if yeah. Murray State wasn't the favorite, but I figured it was going to be close one way or another, so... 
wasn't wasn't too sure. All right, let's get into some of these texts on the Thornton's text line because we did not finish up yesterday, so we got a first time in my history of KRC we didn't finish the text line. I think it's maybe like the third or fourth. Time well, first one for me where we've had. Right. Yeah, I heard you. I'm just saying in general the history of the show. Oh, speaking of the history of the show, did you listen to any of the Rutherford show yesterday? No. Goodness gracious. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the day Trevor was like all sad and not talking. Yeah, I did listen. Yeah. I don't know what he wants me to say or what yeah. he doesn't want me to say, <laughs> but he was aw- he was awful. Absolutely. And I love Trevor, but like Mike was just like Bang. Mike did a great job. I've been in his shoes before. But it was like drowning, asking for a life raft from just content from Trevor, and Trevor would just refuse to say more than just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Well, it's because he had he had a selection Sunday without his team. It's got to be it, right? He has a toothache. He said he ate something that was too sugary, and Trevor only eats sugary things. See, I heard it was. He said initially it was a headache. He had a headache, a headache yes, on toothache. Sunday. Yeah, and then it evolved into a headache yesterday as well. So I don't. I think I don't. it's. I think the headache is being is starting from a toothache. But it's like, dude. Just go to the doctor. <laughs> go to the doctor. Anybody that would have a headache for two days, going to a doctor. Or a dentist if it stems from a tooth issue. He says he thinks he'll feel better today. <laughs> it's like whenever we'd have the gout days. We would just Oh, the gout days. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you didn't really notice so much when Trevor, and he'd do that from time to time, he wouldn't be feeling well. He'd be tired, whatever. I mean, we heard him be tired every single day of our lives. But when doing radio by yourself and your producer just doesn't give you, throw you a freaking bone, yeah, it's, it's be tough. tough. It's tough. Yeah. Mike did a great job, though. Yeah. Mike did a good job. But we've always got the text line, and he went to the Thornton's text line himself early and often. We will do it now. Uh, somebody sent in. Having Murray State in the second round is the least. Oh, we read that one. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent in a picture of Tom Brady. Can't read what it says on the caption. It says two months then to retirement, but he's back. Just bleeped in the kids. <laughs> you know, he had his family time, and he's good now. Went on and did a little vacation. Yeah, we mentioned it yesterday. I, I, I'm not mad about it. No. Probably bad news for Green Bay, but I personally, it's going to be more fun. Plus, I know that. Some team in the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC South may try to get to Sean Watson. Panthers and Saints are both really trying to get him, supposedly. But like, let's just assume neither one did, and let's also assume Tom Brady was out. That'd be some unwatchable football, bad football. I'm like four uh, not good teams. You know what's going to be some really good football? Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you. Let's go, Justin. Man, really? how embarrassing for you all. You're, oh, you're really excited about really that? Mitch 2.0. Get out of here. He, no, I'd rather have Rudolph. Matt, Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears, that was the problem. It wasn't a Mitch problem. It was a Bears problem. Now that he's with a competent organization, with a history of great quarterbacks, Super Bowl, baby. I'll, I'll eat crow if need be, but I'd rather have Rudolph. Oh, God. No, neither. No. Neither. Yeah. You, it, no offense. Not going to be mean. Neither, you two. Better get somebody else. Oh, Mitch is going to move. Draft oh, I, I draft don't draft, draft somebody. I don't want either. Trust me. But, but I, I would I rather have Rudolph over for stinks, though. Matt Corral, get him. Yeah. At least he can be, he can run. Mitch can run. Mm, Mitch not, is a good runner. Yeah. Mitch is back, Justin. Not excited. Oh well, you know what? I'm glad your expectations are low because oh, they're they going to be exceeded, buddy. 
And if it's anything like your Hoosiers, that's what's you're going to be blown away. No, Steelers and the Hoosiers not comparable. First of all, uh, second of all, Steelers. I, I will get excited about them. I just have to see what happens during the draft and and free agency and all that. So I'm not going to get hype over Trubisky. Boys, Darius Smith. He's looking for a new home because the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they're they're the worst organization ever. Roush, if you follow if you like follow just dirt. an iota of NFL football coverage, you'd know that this no was, surprise here. Yeah, I just hope maybe they can re-sign him on a slider deal, but I think with his injury concerns, he's going to go is try that, to get Is that get why they just did paid. Preston Smith? Yeah, and Preston – I mean, Zedarius was – gosh, he started the year really well, and it kind of surprised a lot of people, and then he got hurt. And then he came back, and I think his first game back maybe was that playoff game. He had 26 sacks in his two, se- his two full seasons. Combined, he was if he top could, five. If he could stay years. healthy, I wonder if Green Bay would have been like, "We'll we'll pay you." But, but Preston's younger. I want to say, like Zadarius, mm-hmm. he was kind of old at UK. Or is well, he was right? late to football, That's, and he I was. remember he didn't start playing until he was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I wish I loved watching him at Green Bay, and I wish he'd still be at Green Bay Packer because he was good when he could stay healthy, but it, he's 29, Zadarius Smith. It doesn't – It's nobody at Green Bay was surprised. They figured this was, was going yeah, you to gotta, happen. Yeah, you can't pay everybody. That's how it works. Um, but it's still fun to take jabs at Aaron Rodgers because that's, that's what we do here. We take you're jabs so at je- one You're another. so jelly. No, not at all. We got Mitch, get two, you, Mitch 2.0. I get you to the jelly 2.0. Uh, but I did enjoy that there was uh, some uh, some sourcing that uh, if if – Frank uh, Clark, if they can't get a deal done in Kansas City, Zedarius could end up there. Like, you you just want to see him on a team that can make a run. Um, you know, he's in Tampa for the oh. SEC tournament. Maybe he was hanging out with the Bucks. So, would you rather him do that, or would you rather him just get like a huge paycheck and go to a bad team and you know play his next few years and just be stupid rich? I mean, he got a pretty huge paycheck for the, with the Packers. When Green Bay got him from Baltimore. I just don't know how many huge paychecks like, if he can even get more after having back surgery, like back surgery. I know that's what makes me want me to just go to a bad team and let them overpay you oh, because well, one more injury and like you're gonna kind of be untouchable. Well, the Jags—that's what they do. They <laughs> overpay for. I even I even got the Verk thing, but like some of the other guys, I never heard of Zay Jones before. As somebody who, played for the Bills. Yeah, but like. Just a lot of money. Oh yeah, we'll wait till the NBA free agency starts. That's always like a what that you, it is for funny that, that average four points per game in the NBA. Yeah, so that one makes no sense. But like, I love the NFL. They'll like talk about the salary cap and all this stuff, and then free agency happens, and it's like eh, throw it out the window. It is kind of just like free agency in the NFL is reminds me of the United States debt. It's like, okay. (laughs) Because any team will be like, yeah, uh, we've got some salary cap. Green Bay, their whole thing, every, like, article and podcast I've listened to is just like they're going to be in the worst spot for salary cap. And then when they did their thing with Rodgers, it was – We're going to pay him the most money, and then – and the salary cap's better. Yeah. It's like, oh, great, we should have just done that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that with Devontae Adams as well? Mm-hmm. That's – I'm more – He had franchise tag? Well, yeah, but then he was like, if you do that, I'm not playing. So do it, and I will not play. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Oh, never a dull moment in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm more concerned about this situation than I really ever was with the Aaron Rodgers situation, to be right. honest with Especially you. Especially because receivers, they'll drag their feet. 
They pull, yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> TC from Lexington here, boys. Love Dickie V being all in on the Cats, so I need it all. Also kind of surprised how Trini had final four pick. The Cats are laying an egg down there in Tampa. I think some of it, what it is too, TC, is that in the East region, you're you're not going to pick the defending national champs that lost their three top scorers and also their forward got hurt like a few weeks ago. So, and and you and when you I don't think at, people trust Purdue or Matt Painter. And if you look at like like I, as I mentioned at the top of the show, like I don't have enough upsets in here. You got to throw some two seeds in as you like. It's it's fun to pick a two seed as a Final Four team. Um, so like I, I feel like there's a lot of things yeah, you don't get ri- you don't get ripped if you pick a two seed to the final four, but you also kind of feel good about it too. Right, right. Yeah. Like you can't have four ones in there, you know. So like, yeah, I, I think that's in part why Kentucky is such a trendy Final Four pick. In addition to having you know the best player in college basketball, I that that checks out to me. I um, yeah. Also, I, I I was thinking the same thing. TC just wondering if like this weekend was gonna have people putting UK on upset alert or something like that. But you're right; it's still trendy for sure. All right, let's go to hour one break. Hour two coming up next. Kentucky roll call. Keep the text roll coming into the Thornton's text line. Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. We appreciate you tuning in, hanging out. And remember, plenty of ways to listen to the show. Replay goes on 9 to 11, same way you're listening right now, if you don't get to hear the entire thing. If you don't get to hear the entire thing, but you can't listen between 9 and 11, check out the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Yeah, brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Uh, If you haven't tried it before, try it now. Get yourself a good night's sleep. I know the madness is upon us, but these all-organic, full-spectrum CBD products whether it's the the gummies, the oils, the 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 balm um, that you rub on your skin, uh, it'll help you sleep good. Help you sleep good. Rub some of that stress away. Whether you got some aches and pains, uh, I, it cures what ails you at Cornbread Hemp. So use the promo code Big X at CornbreadHemp.com. You'll get thirty percent off today. So visit them right now, CornbreadHemp.com this March. You won't be disappointed. Great for March Madness weather. Cure in maybe a little too much drinking, or you just trying to cope. Maybe a toothache, or sad that your team's not not in. Who that cats fan says you think Trevor's ailing from bracket FOMO? He had a headache most of March last year, so yeah, kind of along those lines. Could see that definitely being the case. Well, maybe. Oh, actually, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, you know where cornbread hemp would also be really nice, especially if you've got, like, ouchy, wouchy sore calves because you walked up a hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Golfing. Yeah. 
Imagine popping one of those, and you got the yips. Cornbread hemp takes care of it. That's actually a really good point. I'm golfing you're, tomorrow. Maybe I'm well, going to try it. Especially because you're using a lot of muscles that you don't normally use. It's early in the spring. Justin, you should be using the Big Exports Radio golf cart. Right. I, yeah, absolutely. I haven't got one yet, but I'm, I'm well on the way. Well, you can play Cherry Run, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake for under $25 around one, two, Three, five four, courses. five courses. Wow. Pretty, pretty good. Um, and one thing, hold on, I just want to They're do all this. really nice courses, too. I'm like, playing a chariot run tomorrow. I could have saved some money. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're lucky. That's going to be in great shape. You're not, one thing. Uh, For March, mm-hmm. it's going to be in great shape. Oh, yeah, you're going to love it. Pumped. One, th- so one thing though. I was told in radio school, which I was on the print side, but WRFL, mm-hmm. they would give you some pointers here and there. You're never supposed to talk dollars on radio. I never understood it. They were like, don't mention ticket prices. Like, just mention that they cost something. Just, they co- you know, ticket prices are, are high. Don't say actual amounts. I never understood why you were not supposed to do Scares that. Scares people away. Well, Yeah, I, I, that's what I think, like, they were hinting at, but, like, people need to know. But it, So I get why if you're, like, a rock jock, and you're trying to promote a concert, why you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to like share that it's a good deal, then you should share the price because that's part of the sell. And under $25 a round is... Like, it's ridiculous for golf. You can't pay for that. It is. Like, and I had one person, they were like, I love all the courses you mentioned, but I'll just, I'll, I'll never go to Santa Claus to go play a round of golf, which I... You don't have to. Which I can understand. I can understand that. You're right. You could even skip that and you're still getting it for like, like what, 40. 31? No, it's like $31 around. It's still, you're still getting it for significantly cheaper. Yeah. That's even yeah. if you don't use one of them. Yeah. For, for what it's worth, I'm playing Chariot Run tomorrow, still off-season rates, $45. Yeah, you're still saying on a weekday. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're crazy. So the twenty five dollars, if you actually use all of them, you're getting a better value than you ever could. You're saving a ton of money by playing golf. I know there's some significant others probably listening or that are listening just because they hear it in the background. If you are sick of your husband spending money or your significant other spending money on the golf course, this will this will help. This will go a long way. And another thing I didn't think of. Now we have the most popular UK show in Indiana. We are the kings of Southern Indiana sports, always has been, always will be. Mm-hmm. And then we have the most popular U of L show on the Big X Sports Radio now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other station has a more popular U of L show than the Mike Rutherford show. You mix that in with our UK stuff, the rest of the. There's a limited supply. And now that you got big Mike Rutherford selling these bad boys and a bunch of Goober card fans, they're going to go quicker than they normally do. So I would go to BigExportsRadio.com. You'll see it right when you go to the webpage. Lock yours in today. There is a limited amount. This is not just like as many as we can sell. At some point, they run out. These golf courses can't keep these prices at these rates for for everybody. So you're going to want to get in while the getting's good. And that's right at this exact moment. Do it. Bye, 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 bye. Now, now, now. All right, there was a lot we didn't get to uh, from yesterday. When does Sweet 16 officially start? Thursday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, okay. first games are played tomorrow. I don't have the schedule pulled hey. up. 11 a.m. starts with J-Town and Lincoln County. Will they be on the Big X? No. <laughs> no. We, we, we've played some of them in the past. That's why I asked. Shout out to Sacred Heart for winning back-to-back back state championships. Back-to-back. Would you... Go as far as calling them sacred fart. Yes. What is funny about sacred fart, um, 
No, just kidding. Sacred Heart Girls. Uh, they uh, most Sweet Sixteen champs in girls basketball state history. What's crazy? They've all. I think they've won all but one in two runs. They won four in a row with Crystal Kelly and oh Carly Omerod back in the early two thousands. Oh, Carly Omerod, she was she is a she's Saint in Agnes the, in the, yeah in the yeah. Catholic in the Highlands Catholic Legend. community. Oh yeah, Legend. He, he still gets talked about. She came okay, out that's actually not a joke. She still gets talked about for just how dominant she has always been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She and she came out. It's like her and Brian Brom were like the same age. They won all four in a row. Yeah, they won four in a row, and then. Now Sacred Hearts won two row. I think they had one in like the early nineties as their one outlier. But yeah, they have the most uh, Sweet Sixteen championships. Well, in get them history. in while you can, Sacred Heart, because Big Blue Drew's daughter is uh, joining the high school ranks next year, and I'd just watch out if I were you. Oh well, yeah, watch out. I would just watch out. I do appreciate that Bullet East, that uh, Gra- Gracie Merkel. She oh yeah, shout just, out to Bullet East for their run too. I mean, she was lo- just like it was funny watching all of the people around her just try to keep up. Like, they would just triple teams, no chance at stopping her. She's like 6'6". Six, six. Was doing just an appraisal. beasting on people. A guy was – had to kind of rush because he had to get to Lexington for Bullet East. Their, or their run. First off, didn't know the women's tournament had moved to Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, Second or third year. I wonder what people think about that. I know that they're very happy that it can be equal with the boys. I bet that the KHSAA well. probably loves that. And then you are just got everybody in the same place, same city. Mm-hmm. I know they don't do it at the same time, but still having to move resources and do all that sort of stuff. And I just could see people throughout the state, especially in this town, complaining that Lexington has two. Hey, but they two, have all, two old they have area all. teams. Went, they went have baseball. Though. They have football. They have men's and women's basketball. I don't know where the other sports go. Softball is Owensboro. Softball's um, Owensboro. Volleyball was Northern Kentucky for the longest time. I think they ended up moving that somewhere else, though. I want to say volleyball's volleyball. Bowling Green, but I could be also making they that They might up. have moved that back to Louisville, though. I, I'm not certain. They should have it in Louisville. It's a Louisville tournament at the end of the day. But wow. Yeah, shots fired. Wow. Uh, but first day, we got Reed Shepard in the 8.30 p.m. tip-off game. Also, that appraising person, they Overall, were just, I just hope Bullardese makes a run, and sure enough. Made a run. Made a run. So, congrats to them. This well, is a sweet time of the year. Yes, yes, certainly is. Um, I know if you want to stream all that, Prep Spin and FHS, you can watch all that, but it, you do have to like pay a subservice for both of those. Uh, but I bet they're probably going to be rolling it because people are going to want to watch Reed Shepard. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Or Caleb Glenn and, or yeah, plenty the of the other great opens. players. So, it's, you have North Aurora as the nightcap on Wednesday, and Thursday morning, mail is at 11 a.m. Um, I'm also. It'd be kind of nice to watch that Lion County kid play, who's like a sophomore and already has 2,000 career points or something like that. He's crazy. Interested to see how that kid's career ends up turning out. Um, but all that great tournament going on this week at Rupp Arena. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on yesterday that we only briefly mentioned, but we added another name to the mix on the SEC college basketball coaching carousel. They're dropping like flies. Frank Martin was fired yesterday after 10 seasons in Columbia. And if you're asking, man, I, he took him to a Final Four, though. It's like, well, he was a 500 coach, just over 500, and that was the only NCAA tournament South Carolina went to in his 10 seasons there. Well, Cal was very classic Cal in that regard last night because he was really hamming up the SEC coaches, said Frank Martin should have gotten Coach of the Year oh. in the league. Oh, <laughs> Coach of the Year for he, a 10 seed. Yeah. 
Gosh, this was actually a he pretty good moment. Tip. Again, nothing's nothing's accidental or unintentional for Cal, but he was like, he should have won Coach of the Year. They were predicted twelfth. They finished fifth in the league. What do you? What are we doing here? I don't, no disrespect to well, whoever won it. I have no idea who even won it, but he should have been the winner. Well, oh, it was Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's who won it. I like that and, he was fifth in the league, but that was. Five teams were tied at nine and nine. Yeah. <laughs> they were the 10 seed. <laughs> Life was cooking dinner, so I was just like making some commentary here and there. I said the exact same thing. I was like, they were fifth because it was like a nine-team tie. <laughs> yeah, oh, Cal loves, Cal. Uh, just like Mark Fox, he loves advocating for guys that he generally kind of beats, although South Carolina was pesky from time uh, to time. I do think that Bruce Pearl deserves a lot of credit for these guys getting fired. Will Wade is an exception to this because of it's the NCAA like, exception, uh, like rules. The Nick Saban effect almost but they're like hey we realize that we don't have to settle for mediocrity in basketball we should expect more if auburn can go to a final four with bruce pearl and then sustain that success and have you know recruit number like you know future top five draft picks and why can't we do this as well so i think he has a lot to do with it so now we have south carolina looking for a new coach lsu looking for a new coach under probation Georgia has already filled its vacancy with Mike Wyatt, which is just uh, still baffling. Florida and Missouri, which gotta say, Quanzo whiffing there because I, I I've all, I always thought Quanzo was decent. I did too, but I've been a little surprised that, he, or I was surprised that Missouri was as bad as it was. Kind of ran him off, but like he had. But he was doing okay. He was doing significantly better at Tennessee when they ran him off than he ever really did at Missouri. Well, ever. And, and he did get the unfortunate luck with the Porters where it's like, let's get both of these brothers in. They're awesome, but they're never healthy at That's the same true. time. That's a good point. Uh, well, and even once Jonte got going, he got hurt in his second year when because I think he reclassed just mm-hmm. to be able to play with his brother. But he, he had some bad injury luck there. Uh, Missouri's the one that's the most disappointing. Uh, I. Missouri or Florida, better job in the SEC today? Florida. It should be Florida, but traditionally, even though they don't have the national titles, like Missouri has more sustained success over multiple coaches in its basketball history. But they, I think the only the only time they've ever been good was that first year, and that was when they lost. In their, that was their first year in the SEC, and they lost to Norfolk State as a two seed in 2012. They were in the SEC that year. Yeah, that was their that was oh. their first SEC season. Um, I'm almost positive about that. I thought that that was because that was Frank Haith, and Frank Haith he's out at Tulsa too. Which bring him back, bring him back to Missouri. Um, Why not? But th- that's the one that's the most surprising because they care about basketball there. They have a, that arena is really nice. Um, Wonder what Will Wade's up to. Just goes to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a lot of these job openings. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mentioned the other day that Andy Kennedy's got UAB back in the tournament with uh, Jelly. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know what mid-majors are out there, but could, the SEC in general did step up its coaching talents with Rick Barnes, uh, Must Bus, and Bruce Pearl. Let's get some more guys in there. Let's get a few more in there. I love that Andy Staples called Georgia like he was calling it what could be the best job in the SEC, and he had this big long thing about how they could find their Mark Stoops, you know, for for Georgia basketball, and then like the next day they just go get Mike White. <laughs> and the thing I thought more about that 
because I don't, you know, I was pretty tough on the whole thing. I guess if you're Georgia, like, hey, we've got somebody that was pretty all right as a college basketball coach in our league, maybe we'll be pretty all right, and that's a step up. No? Like, yeah. hey, well, Florida was always kind of middle of the pack, maybe upper, you know, so, 60%, so 70%. Maybe we can do that now. That line of thinking is – They were they were in the is, Big 12. That They were in the Big 12 in, in 2012. 2012, so that yeah, was their last, was last year. year. Okay. okay. I was going to say, I, didn't think, I think that would have been so more Stoops memorable. Their first, first year, year in the SEC would have been a big tournament upset loss. You know what it was? It was 2012. that They went to f- football in 2012, I think, that fall. That would, that would make sense. That was their first football season. So that's probably where I got it. Um, Mixed up. Or else I should just get it in my mind that Stoops' first year was Missouri's first year in the SEC. Um, but 2012 Missouri, first year in the SEC. In football. In okay. football. Gotcha. That's where I got it twisted. But um, the the line of thinking you had, TJ, is like, let's just get to average. The part where it doesn't check out is that, like, Mike White was just average after taking over a, for Billy Donovan at Florida, who is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach in the Southeastern Conference. Like, so a little bit different than when you're going to a Georgia program that just won what, like three SEC games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. The yes, you have the money, but you don't. It the other part that doesn't make sense too that why Georgia should be good. Like they have good basketball players there. Great, just get some of them. And Tom Green got good players there. <laughs> no, and they were still so bad. They were really like bad. Claxton is playing in the NBA. Anthony Edwards is also playing in the He's NBA. He's very good in the NBA. He had I, a teammate, I believe, scored 60 points last night. Is that correct? Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. The big cat. The big cat. He did it. 60 points. Most points scored in the NBA this season. A new Minnesota Timberwolves franchise record. He had, what, 32 points in the third quarter 32 by itself? 32 in the third Jeez. quarter. 32 points in 12 minutes. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, um, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I'm bad at math, but that's 17 over rebounds to go with it for three, what it's worth. Seven three, seven of eleven from three point lane. Yeah, crazy. That guy, pretty good at basketball. <laughs> did you also see Boogie getting James Harden's face? I did. I, and kind of he just, la- he just laughed at him. Like James was trying to get all tough with Demarcus Cousins, and Cousins just couldn't help but just start cracking up at the fact that James Harden was trying to pick beef with him. Because aren't they like boys too? I don't know if they're boys. I think like all NBA people are kind of like boys, but they, they also were... aren't boys sometimes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Pete Davidson Kanye West beef? Skeet, <laughs> <laughs> which is objectively a hilarious nickname. But to have Pete just say, "Hey, it's Skeet," uh, and he said, "Where are you at?" and was, I'm in your bed with your wife, like, and show a picture of him just with his hands over his head, objectively hilarious. Funniest thing Pete Davidson's ever done. Not a, not a very funny guy. I don't really get Pete Davidson. Well, just don't. I just, it's I just, pretty easy to understand. <laughs> I just I just don't. There's more that meets the eyes. <laughs> just don't. Is it the tattoos? Is that what the no, girls it's like? Not the tattoos. I don't think. Well, I'm sure some people like the tattoos. Is it is it his personality? Uh, wink wink. Big, Does he have a he, big personality? Big personality, but you know, I think again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But he's not playing Mr. Nice Guy anymore, and that's your Pete Davidson, Kanye West update. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line. Hey, boys, well, Saturday was a kick in the nuts. Please give me some confidence for the tournament. I feel like this team hasn't played well in a while. Not the best time to be playing. Not the best time to be playing your best, not be playing your best basketball. Great, he's got to get his groove back. So I, I will say uh... – to your point a little bit, I think over the last uh, – I don't want to get this right. Luckett wrote a whole post on yesterday. But 
through the last six games, Mintz is shooting sub 25%. In the last seven, it's Grady shooting sub 25%. You can't have both of them shooting threes poorly at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, what, two weeks ago that they beat the crap out of somebody good? Um, who was before senior night, that last Saturday game? I don't think it was anybody good, right? Or somebody decent. Alabama, was, that was during the stretch without the guards. So it wouldn't have been that game. Ole Miss was the senior day. The Saturday before senior day oh, was, was the, the close Arkansas, Arkansas loss. Arkansas. Yeah. But they beat, and then they beat LSU before, and that was with that. That was, that with, was with the guards, yeah. yeah. And I, honestly, maybe we chalked this up to like, hey, the team is still like kind of figuring out how to play with one, all one another. Now maybe. that they're finally healthy. Yeah, maybe that has something to hey, do with it. Hey, and St. Peter's is a good time to get, get right. They stink. You're going to get a lot of open shots. What I'll, get right. what I'll tell you to get you ready is, again, Tennessee is a three seed, should have been a two seed. They're a legitimate top ten team, a legitimate Final Four contender, and Kentucky played about as poorly as they could, and they had every chance in the world to win that game. Kentucky won't always play that poorly, so if you're looking for a little reason to be more optimistic as as this next season starts, here's what I think is going to happen. I think UK is going to have a good weekend in Indy. And then we'll all be really, really excited for next week. Yeah. And next week's going to be a lot tougher, though. That's when it, that's when yeah. it gets real. It's going to be a lot tougher. So uh, I, don't worry. Things are going to be all right. Good morning, TJ. And his underlining Nick, you're Un- underlining. Underling. Oh, underling. That is well, that what that word says. <laughs> Could have sworn there was another eye. Man, long text after a great start. <laughs> <sighs> How nice of TJ to keep you around. Oh, yeah. Actually, we're back, baby. Anyway, I'm not necessarily mad they lost. I'm frustrated with how they lost. I don't feel like the effort was there for 34 minutes of the game. What worries worries me is our defense hasn't been the greatest the last few games. I said back in January, I feel like this team needs defense to be their calling card because when they lock in, they can get stops. That helps our transition offense. When you made that semi-comeback, you noticed how defensively good they were and able to get out and run. One question, TJ. What happened to Cal letting Ty Ty run the half-court offense? We did that for a few games before he got hurt. When teams sagged off Wheeler, Cal would take him out and let Ty Ty run point guard. I just think our offense runs smoothly in the first half, or in the, in the half-court with him. Sorry. Sorry for the long text. I had to get... I had a lot to get off my chest, and there's no other media person I trust their opinion and be ball more than you, TJ. What about reading? Do you trust people more than reading than me? Uh, <laughs> you you tell it like it is and won't butt slap if things are bad. Have a good day. Man, that was a great text in the show, TJ. First off. You wrote it into yourself, right? Any text that's long, as long as you just tell me how great I am, we'll, we'll read it and we'll read it slowly. Make sure we get it all in. <laughs> Secondly, I didn't think the defense was bad at all. Tennessee, besides their little barrage to start the game, and you can make what you will of this. This could also be a negative for UK. But after their first little barrage, the first 10 minutes or so, they weren't playing too great offensively. I thought UK, what I think the difference is during that mini spurt, what you were referring to, I, I think Kentucky kind of started playing a little desperate to be honest with you. And I think it tightened Tennessee up, and that helped UK as well. So I don't want to see UK play desperate because it means that there's a reason they're doing it. But it is kind of nice knowing that they do have this extra uh, extra gear where it's like we're going to take some chances. We've actually seen that extra gear. UK's been a tough team to kill. What, what game have they yeah. just laid down in? And even that Tennessee one in Knoxville, which was even uglier than the Tennessee game they played in Tampa – 
they still had a chance in that one. And you were just like, all right, wake up. Don't play so poorly. Tennessee's a great defensive team. Rick Barnes, he knows how to play Calipari, and he knows how to play teams that generally have more talent. He has closed the talent gap for most teams in the country, Kentucky included, and they're a tough, they're a tough matchup for the Cats. But the team's got a lot of fight. Yeah, I, I thought the de- I think the defense is fine. See, I don't have any issues with the defense. Also, defense shouldn't be their calling card. They don't. I just have want defense lot. not to like, be a liability. That's what I mean. They're, the defense. This they're, isn't a team that's. This is an offensive team. Now, and to their point, yes, they they turned some defense into offense. that got them running in transition. That's where they excel. But they also had to crank up the pressure because they were down by like eleven with three minutes to go. Like that's just what you do. That's end of game kind of stuff. Yes. Um, I think against a team like Tennessee or teams that slow it down, you do need to play more aggressively to try to create some scores in transition because that's where UK is at its best. They're great running and gunning, um, but I'm not going to say that defense is their calling card because no, they're not. They're an offense team. They're the third best offense in the country. Have you noticed anything different with like Wheeler, Cal, Ty Ty, the way that things we just work? haven't seen it as much? I'm and, sure there's stats that back up what you're talking about, Texter, one way or another, and I don't have them in front of me. I think UK was a little – I think Cal sometimes – and, again, you can use this against them. You can use this as a positive if you want to. I, I certainly don't care either way. But I think sometimes he he gets reliant on what he considers a sure thing, and I think he really loves Wheeler's ability to get into, into the, the rim. rim. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he really – like when all else fails and shots aren't falling, I think Cal says, Wheeler – do what you did against us at Georgia for all those years. Go get inside and just please make something happen. Okay. Uh, please go find a way to make something happen. Uh, didn't do a great job of it against Tennessee, but he got a couple. There was a few shots mm-hmm. that he made. Um, and I think – I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Is, is that a sign? Is that a trust thing? Is Cal – is his trust waning in Washington a little bit? Because you do also have to remember Washington has had like two good games – in, in the last the two months. Last yeah. two months. Yeah. Now, I think we all were, you know, 17 points is nothing really to, to scoff at. I think we were happy to see him start to play better in Tampa to score a little bit. Um, the Tennessee game, you know, 17 points, but how many shots did he take? Right. 16. So it loses a little bit of his luster there. But it, that's, that's uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't have an answer for you. I wish I did. But that's, I think he defaults to just what he feels more sure about. And Washington still did play more minutes than Wheeler for what it's worth. Huh? John here. Good morning to all. No cat attack this weekend, but Meow. better things for our cats coming in the tournament future. Hey, Justin, good luck to IU in the playing game. Thanks. Psych, hope they get beat down. Oh, oh! suck it. He's never hit anybody with a psych before. Wow, you just got psyched. Suck it, John. Question, is there a limit on how many brackets that you should fill out, or do you say you just go have fun and fill out as many as you want? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Whatever I do, I say I do not say go have fun. <laughs> no fun in March N- at all. No. Never. John, you do whatever you want, buddy. Yeah, it's all, all about you. Um, I feel like I've eaten that banana already. I just picked it up, and it's about it's half- a quarter of the way finished. Oh, yeah, more than halfway. I thought I had like two bites left. It's still a quarter of the way We're finished. We're going to go to a break, and TJ's still not going to be able to finish the banana. We talked about this yesterday. I do, too, but do as many as you want. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Oh, what we do care about, though, is like with fantasy football, if you've got 1,000 teams and yeah. you've got 1,000 brackets and you called this upset, but in like 16 other ones you didn't, That that's what we don't care about. Yeah, like, I called this upset, but you called every upset. Like, you can't do that. 
Can't do that. No, no, no. can't do that. Uh, Dylan for Murray. Don't know who to root. Don't know who to root for. Send around. Born in Murray, but always rooted uh, in the second round. Born in Murray, but always rooted for both teams. Life is hard. Also graduated from Wyoming, so suck it, Scoots. Wow. A little surprised by that Wyoming IU line. You think IU'd be. Yeah, um, favorites I, more. Oh no, it. no, they were they opened as four point dogs, and now they're four point favorites. Indiana opened as four point yes. underdogs. I we buying that, Clark? I, what? That's what it was, and that, that I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. If you're surely telling me you had line to, swung eight points. Surely you looked at it wrong. Oh, I'm all over the four. Indiana's going to cruise tonight. I think they they're in danger of losing out. No, no. But also, if they win tonight, they could just go to the Sweet 16. I liked IU first half line tonight, one and a half. Like, certainly you're going to be up by more than a bucket against Wyoming at halftime, Hoosiers. You haven't been in the tournament in 19 years. Certainly you're going to go out there and be up at halftime. Time will tell. Justin. (laughs) Justin. Yeah, they were three and a half point dogs when it opened. Now they're four point favorites. Crazy. I wish I would have gotten it then. All right, we will be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We need to take our final break. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. KRC returns after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday NCAA tournament starts tonight. Justin Kalen, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus, a.k.a. Hoosier Dingus, a.k.a. Scoots. JK47. A.k.a. JK47. list goes on. He says, take Trace Jackson Davis over 17 and a half points. Don't only take it, take it to the bank. Yeah, absolutely. So You can get plus 25. You can get 25 points for plus 300. For Trace? Yeah. Seriously. I might do it. Serially. Might do it. Yeah, you can. That's real. In the That's a lot of points year, in Zimbabwe tournament games. Sometimes people get nervous. In the 10-year history of the first four, at least one team has won multiple games. We have five teams that have – or excuse me, three teams that have gone straight just to the Sweet 16, two others that have gone to the Final Four. So which team has a run in them? We're the new UCLA. Come on. I mean, the Hoosiers – I. It's got to be Indiana or Rutgers, right? If anybody's going to win multiple games. I would think, yeah. Still think Notre Dame's any good. Indiana Rutgers, crazy way to say Notre Indiana. Dame started playing better, and then they kind of stunk. <laughs> what were you saying, Justin? Sorry. I said, I said Indiana or Rutgers is a weird way to say Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Love the confidence. It Surely it won't backfire. Let's go! We're in the tournament. I don't even care. I'm You're going to be a late night. That t- game doesn't tip off until like 9-10. Yeah. If oh, we're gosh. lucky, 9-30. Yeah. going to be a late one. Well, let's get back to this Thornton's tax line. Remember to download the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, save money at the pump, which uh, matters because gas is just silly expensive right now. So we appreciate Thornton's for making it a little cheaper for us. You will as well. A texter says, love the show. Listen every morning. Yeah. Love that. 
Woo! Playing in the first four of the NCAA tournament is like eating at the kids' table for Thanksgiving. That's from Steve. Hey, you know what, Steve? At least I was invited to Thanksgiving, so suck it. You got to play. Point. You got to right. play. That's right. I'm not going hungry today. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> got to have those chips and numbs. That ill, that, gosh, you come back 17 down, 10 minutes to go against Michigan. You don't win that game, you're not in the tournament. Nope. Yeah, you're talking NIT at that point. A big comeback there. And Michigan still gets in. Give me a break. Yeah, what a joke. My and he and Michigan not in the first four. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that that that's baffling. Like Indiana got the win over Illinois afterward, and still is lower seated than Michigan. Yeah, I, seriously, how what? could Indiana's res? That actually is a great point. How could Indiana's resume be that much worse than Michigan? That not only do they beat them, beat them in. Kind of hilarious fashion because Michigan totally and completely collapsed. They add a win over the number one seed in the conference a day after that, and Michigan is the team that doesn't have to do the play-in game. Makes no sense. Makes zero sense. I'm good with it, though. You know what? We get an extra game. So, woo And I don't have to wait till Thursday for them to play. I get it tonight. All right. The contract extension with Aaron Rodgers is officially signed. Son, see it, live it, I'm yours. Paying him over $50 million per per year over three years, 150 mil, plus there are two low-money option years that will be replaced. I don't know what that means. It means that he had the option to pick up uh, deals that were for less that they just took off his contract. What do you mean? On his last deal, like this is an extension. Yes. So on his last deal, oh, so he's just replacing it. Re- just, okay, gotcha. I don't even know why they needed to include that. Like, yeah, obviously, well, they're replacing the – Teen Rappaport, so. Yeah, Got to be over here and lawyer us with all this stuff. No kidding. Texture says, Mike White is the smartest coach this season. Warm seat. Go get more money for a few more years from a school who gives zero cares about basketball. Brilliant. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Mike White was probably happy to do it. And, Did you know, you, 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 get, you all your all your game planning and your blueprints and all that, you just get to keep the, you yeah. get to keep the same. You know the league. Oh, no, he's going to get booed at Florida. Does he get Nobody to goes keep, to Florida, Georgia basketball. Does he get anyways. to keep them the same? Because half the coaches in the SEC are gone. Well, true. You'll have to switch that part up. But uh, you'll at least know something about some of the returning players to those programs, however few there may be. Ideally, more, because they sunk. Can we get? Can we talk about how bad of an offensive set to circle is? Cal insists on running the same sets that don't generate any offensive flow. Uh, pretty decent offensive numbers on the year for somebody that doesn't run any good offensive sets. Third in the Kimpom. Pretty good. So much of this offense. Best three-point shooting team in the Southeastern Conference. So much of this offense, you all, it looks pretty when shots are going in, and it doesn't look good when shots aren't going in. Now, I think to this Texas point, when things are going wrong, there's if, if you do run a set like that, it's a lot of we are dribbling the ball while everybody else does stuff instead of passing and cutting kind of things. And, you know, it doesn't look as, as pretty sometimes, but, you know, it works. Yeah. In most games, works pretty well. Yeah, it's just it's tough for, like, people to go from a great offensive performance and then not a good one and then question, like, the whole philosophy of the <laughs> offense. It's just that's not how we, it works. We can't just say, like, they missed all their shots. Yeah, you can't. And, if again, I understand people can have personal preferences. If you're if Cal style is not your favorite but, style, that's fine. But like, clearly, like, there's evidence it does work at times. Yeah, yeah. Not like it's a broken set. Like, watching Virginia Tech, the way they passed the ball, was a, a joy. But that's not – that's how they run their stuff. This is how Cal runs his. It works pretty well. 
Yeah, who was it? Um, one of the KSR. It didn't work very well for Virginia Tech the for a long time. KSR, like, kind of scouting guys that watch all the tape and Probably stuff Probably Brandon like Ramsey? Pretty sure it was Brandon. Uh-huh. I think it was his advice, like, go back, watch the highlights of the UK-Kansas game if you're feeling uncertain about this team or you're nervous. <laughs> Seriously. And yeah, so much of yeah. it's just making shots versus missing shots. Yep, yep. That was a game they went in. UK makes shots. They'll do that to any team in the country. Any team. Texter says, when I watch Grady, it seems like he doesn't run his man into screens. Like, he's not running tight enough to the screener. If his man doesn't make any contact with the screener, there's no separation. What say you guys? Just something I tend to notice watching him. That's actually a Calipari trait where he doesn't usually set hard screens. They're generally soft screens. And the reason people do that, or the reason you'll have teams do that from time to time, is in principle, it's just as... It, it's just as efficient as a real screen because the screener will either at that point just have to chase, like, oh yeah, or the picker is getting a head start in a roll or a pop because he's never really set. It's not so much that Grady's not running his guy into the screen; it's that the screener isn't fully set. The screener's kind of moving. It's not quite. It's kind of a, like a basketball Benny thing. It's not quite a moving screen because he's not. Basically, the screener just gets in the way. Yeah, it's not a screen. He gets in the way. That way, the screener gets a head start while he's moving, while everybody else is moving. It's still efficient in the terms of a pick because the player defending Grady has to basically at that point just play follow the leader, or he goes under. And if you go under, it's a shot. But if he goes over, basically he's not getting screened. You are right, Texter. Um, he just basically chases. And my issue is the reason I don't think it works with Grady so much is when you have that guy chasing, Grady never just wants to go inside. He doesn't want to curl. So he's going to have a guy chasing him, and generally he's going to stop, and the guy just catches up to him, yeah. and he's at the perimeter. So if Grady – like I think with Wheeler it'd be better because he can get inside and hit that floater. Grady can hit it. He just doesn't like doing it as much. I wish he'd do it more. But uh, that's just a thing Calipari's done with screens for a really long time. He doesn't always, he very rarely will set hard screens where the screener's actually just chilling there for a good while. He loves having his bigs get a running start. Love this text in the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. I have one bracket that I write down, and I have a couple others that are in the pools. But I also fill out like 100 over the course of the week just from boredom. Do other people not do that? I just assume that's what we were all doing. John's doing it. Just like, I'm just writing some. No. Like, during my downtime, I'm just going to fill out another bracket. It might no. be different. Because I just, it gets repetitive. Like you, at some point, you're just still picking. Like you're not probably picking too many 15 teams to beat two. So you're just kind of doing the same stuff. So it's no. Kinda, it would be kind of fun. I mean, I did that when I was younger. Like, uh, so I remember going over my neighbor's house and he would have like eight pulled up. He also he always does a coin flip. Coin bracket. flips are always a good That's time. A I may I let like Lucy pick a bracket or something. Oh. That'd be kind of cute and fun. But I do, I've told this before, but radio I'll probably tell it again next year. Did have a buddy that just one of our biggest arguments. I think maybe eighth grade or freshman year of high school. He was just like matter of factly. Oh yeah, give me a hundred brackets, I'll fill out a perfect one. He didn't like realize. <laughs> you know the math. Yeah, he didn't realize how difficult it out. is. Yeah. yeah, he just thought there was perfect brackets all willy billy left and right. So I think what I'm going to do with Duke, uh, we're busy today, going out to celebrate uh, my mom's birthday tonight. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Mama Mom. Roush! Happy prelated birthday to my dad tomorrow. Happy so prelated birthday to your dad tomorrow. Uh, but I think tomorrow. I'm just going to get all of the logos and have Duke pick out the animal that he likes each one, and that'll Aww. get him in advance. Because he is big in the animals right now. Big uh, animal fan. B- favorite animal? Ooh. Better um, not be a peacock. 
No, definitely not a peacock. <laughs> you know, he he's um better not be a blue devil. There's a there's a a book that we read every night. He thinks it's hilarious that the kitty cats ride a bicycle. Uh, that hilarious. is pretty funny though. Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a big fan of kitty cats. That's good. Yeah. Wildcats. Could Although be a... he did not want to wear his Wildcat shirt to bed last night. Okay. Well, yeah, could have was... done without hearing that. Well, he's waiting until Thursday to wear it. So I can't. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Hey. Uh Texture says, I think Cal does that. Trust Oscar to play with two. It's the officials he doesn't trust. Adams and Shows were awful in that game. Sure, I bet that's I bet that's ac- that's an accurate take. I, I think he trusts his players a lot and does do and he doesn't trust clock. officials. The freaking shot clock. They couldn't get the shot clock right. I will say though, there's something we also have to remember, and this is what made Saturday so freaking frustrating. Got to be careful with those two Fs back and back like that, but. When you put somebody in there with two fouls or in the first half or four fouls, they get a little halo around them a lot of times. Like refs are sometimes scared to give somebody that third in the uh, or first no half, big or give <laughs> yeah, or or get that fifth. Oh yeah, especially him. That's a perfect example. The now, of course, that's what made it hilarious is they fouled him out on the on the call that they did. But so I think if you put them in there while officials are inconsistent and they can scare you, I do think they get a little bit more leeway. But I get it. I don't trust officials either. Every year we see overreactions to conference tournaments when it comes to NCAA success. Teams that win them can get upset. Teams that don't can make deep runs. Don't fall for it. We're good. Great text. Great text on the show. Totally true. I mean, how many how many times do we see, well, you know, hell, it's happened to the Cats. In 16, they go on a nice SEC tournament run. They get in the tournament, and they look good, halfway decent against Stony Brook. They lose the next game to IU. You see it all the time. Big 10 team makes a run. Big 12 team makes a run. Uh, I, I like Iowa, but is anybody going to be surprised if they just kind of flame out from tired legs and already having to – already having a huge tournament run, all the emotions that go into that? You're right, Texter. We got to remember that. Yeah, um, and we just tend to remember the teams that go on the big runs, like through a conference tournament, and then get to like a Final Four or something. You know, it's just yeah. those those come to mind a little bit quicker. Texter says flipping Wisconsin and Purdue would make the regions a bit more even. I agree because the Midwest is not. I don't think it's all that good. Yeah, I, there's a, like I'm. I'm obviously have been high on Auburn all season. But there's a little part of me like, wouldn't this just be the year that Kansas goes to the Final Four? Nobody's talking about them. They're still a one seed somehow. Yep. Wouldn't this just be the year that like we look up? But they'd be non-threatening in the Final Four. They yep. just lose in that Final Four game probably by like eight. Nine. Yeah. 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 Well, you're... I may have to go back and like sneakily <laughs> put Kansas in there as a one seed and like feel like mischievous about doing it, which is crazy to think. But kind of feels like one of those years, weirdly enough. And they did play well in the Big Ten tournament or Big, Big Twelve tournament, for what it's worth. Too many big tournaments with numbers. <laughs> they have games tipping off at 10.45 a.m. local in Portland and San Diego. Have they ever done that before? It's rare. I, I would believe they've done it before, but that is, yeah, that's rare. But what's weird is they do have the late night games later, like the way the sessions are split up. You'd think that they would just... Actually, who do they have in those games, though? I know Indiana, if they win, they have to go to Portland and play in two days, which is nuts that you would play... A game that doesn't end till around midnight on Tuesday, and then turn around and have to play a game in Portland across the country Thursday night. Now I've defended IU, and they should have gotten that spot over Michigan and Wyoming as well. But like you know, don't be in the playing game if you don't want to travel a lot. Yeah. It's true. Do you have any hot take on like stop putting 
16 seeds in the play-in games. Yeah, I'm, I think that's like the most easily universal, like acceptable thing. I like, think that will change sooner rather than later. I don't really care the, about it. It would make the first four more fun. Like that Michigan-UCLA game last year was awesome. Yeah, I don't was it re- Michigan-UCLA? Michigan State. Michigan State-UCLA. Michigan State, State, yeah. It was awesome, and it would. I agree with that. I also don't mind. I like watching the 16 games just because when am I ever going to see those teams again? Probably when they're in the 16 game the following year maybe, but I don't watch a lot of those like Texas Southern basketball games, believe it or not. I don't mind it, and I do think some people in those 16 games like just enjoy getting a tournament win. Instead of getting pummeled by one seed, yeah. I think they do like, hey, we're in the big dance. Everybody's watching us. We're in Dayton. We're on this cool court. We get the patch on our jerseys, and we get to celebrate a win doing all this. Only one 16 teams ever done that ever in the history of the tournament against a one seed. So I do think there is something cool about putting some teams in the tournament and getting to experience a win. Do agree with you, though. The TV would be better. I also do agree that – like, if you win your conference, you shouldn't have to play in a play-in game. Well, and now, all those things being said, I'm not overly passionate about it because there's 16 seeds. No offense. My, uh, I think my big thing with it is we talk about the bubble for so much. This may, It would make it a true play. Like, if they're yeah, playing actually, each other, that's like, a, that's a, a play-in game, too. you know? At that point, it's like, you know what, maybe some teams got left out that should be in, but we'll at least figure out the teams that deserve to be in the field of 64 because these teams are going to play it out. Exactly. Yeah, I'm for it for what it's worth. I'm just not, like, overly passionate about it. But but that will change someday. I'm almost – that seems like a certainty. TJ says, you've never heard BL Nums called platties. Ask Justin how many mornings a week he wakes up and has the platty splatties. How many mornings a week do you wake up and have the platty splatties? I've never heard of the platty splatties, but I'm pretty sure I get pick up what he's putting down. What so, are the platty splatties? I'm assuming just the runs after the next Ew. morning. TMI. Not me. <laughs> we call them the numbums. <laughs> I just made that up. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm watching my first NBA game in a decade, and it's the slowest basketball game I've ever seen. Guys just walking up and down the court, exchanging open jumpers. It looks exactly like a West Coast game I've watched this season. Are the Pac-12 and the West Coast Conference ahead of the game? <laughs> Love hey, 82 game schedules. Just burning them everybody at once. Uh, 82 game schedules. Suck at West Coast basketball. Suck at NBA. You know, I read a thorough article about quote-unquote tweaks that Cal has made. Hopefully one of them is an out-of-bounds entry pass. I can't understand the life of me while they struggle so much with that. All right, you got to be more specific because – you read through the article for what it's It's, it's also um, – <laughs> it's also much – like in underneath inbounds play is much different than fast break, like our full-court out-of-bounds play. Keon Brooks, not – just don't like him being the guy that takes the ball out after. I agree. I, I I also agree with that. I, I don't get triggered by like having not having X and O out of bounds plays that work. They do it more than people realize. You just don't like comment on it when it happens. Cal's whole thing is just get the ball in bounds, and I do. It is annoying when that doesn't work. Doesn't it's annoying when that didn't work for like a fifth grade team. You should be able to throw a basketball in bounds. Yeah, find a guy. <laughs> I was always mad as a guard playing. Here we are opening up the yearbooks again. When it was like, hey, we got a foul if they get this inbounds in, but don't let them get the inbounds in. Because it would never be my guy that would be catching that ball. 
And I was just like, who is the one that is letting Let these... guy get yeah, open. And I was, yeah, and I would always be... I'd, yes, and, like, hold their jersey if you have to. Guess what? You'll get a foul. Yeah. Like, that's all right. Just don't make it like you're pulling down their whole body like it's an intentional Nothing foul. Nothing worse than that, like, guy who looks, like, too cool to play hard defense. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, minutes. you know, if you would have just... If everybody else was playing pretty sticky, you let them go, and, yeah. Mm. I was always annoyed by that. Alex from Colga here. TJ, glad you survived Vegas. I'm going with the family the first week in April for our spring break. I need must-see while I'm there. Secondly, as a self-proclaimed big South Park fan, I have no idea how you can say, who doesn't love a good Red Rocket without absolutely losing it is beyond me. You're a true professional sports talker. I'm glad you picked up on it, Alex from Colga. References and movie quotes, they're running through my brain nonstop when I say them. So glad you enjoyed it. If you're a fan of South Park, uh, go – well, I don't know, like, what kids are you taking out? What, What family? Are you taking it, kids? Probably his whole family. Sounds like, like. Does he have how many kids you got, Alex? He's got a ton. Remember, they went to the Northeast and they had like five oh, of them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, the show Absence, Absence. How do you pronounce that word? Absence. A- abstinence. N- no, not that one. Absence. Alcohol. Absence. Yeah. Abstinence is alcohol. Abstinence and, is and sex. It's abstaining. It's just it's abstaining from vices. That also can apply to alcohol. It could apply to multiple things. So it's not things. It's just, not just the Catholic uh, course that we went <laughs> it's through. Hell. How yeah, about that? Yeah. You learn you something new every day. Okay, well, the, the the show named after the alcohol in Vegas, Highly, if you're a South Park fan. Oh, the you alcohol will, absinthe? Is yes, that what you're looking absinthe. for? There you go. The hallucinogen. <laughs> I think I can help with the whole Pam Pam situation. Uh, that show, if you're a South Park fan, go see that one. But it is definitely not kid appropriate under any stretch of the imagination. But I, I Alex from Colga, I promise you, if you go to that show, you'll like it. My dad, who is, it's like kind of... You know, it's kind of like a, it's not like dirty comedy, but my dad loved it. But it's like the jokes, sometimes some like mean, harsh jokes. Yeah. It's good. You'll like it. And it's like a show, too. So if you have a wife, she'll probably like it, too. <laughs> probably. Being a Big Brother fan, I just went to a party where Mark McGrath was the entertainment. I'd rather hear TJ talking about Aaron Rodgers than his... <laughs> <laughs> this has been singing 90s karaoke. That was from Keith. Dude, Marvin Grass, awesome. Sugar Ray. Keith, would you rather hear from Mark McGrath or Amy McGrath? Who would be more inspiring <laughs> as a public speaker? Sure, she's a pilot and a mom. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> Robert, I've coked to loathe the whole tweet. Come. I've oh. come to he I've come to loathe. The whole tweak thing, Cal attempts every year. It worked that one time, and since I've never noticed much of a difference, I just roll my eyes every time I see an article like KSR's yesterday or comment about it. You know what, though? I just got to embrace it. I, I love it. Yeah. And gotta love the tweaks. It's not, and, and, and I hate breaking it to folks, in 2014, there wasn't really a tweak. What was it, just pass it more? It was just, they, they did the exact same thing. They did like scrimmage, and he was like, I saw something that worked. And I, I think, I don't, I actually don't, I think someday Cal will come out and be like, the tweaks were nothing but just like mental. Yeah. Like we didn't change anything. And there's truth. Or that. he maybe told somebody to shoot more or something or yeah, pass more. Exactly. I think he was. If the players thought there was a tweak and they thought things looked different and it helped them feel better, then it was a tweak. Yeah, exactly. Um, a texture says it's not a fail for these conference tournament champions to be in these playing first four games. They actually earned the right to be there while these trash bubble teams like Indiana and Notre Dame didn't. Wow. Sure. Again, sure. But the only thing is, what if they like winning a tournament game? Like, what if they like having a chance to actually beat another 16 before getting pummeled by one? Then would that change people's opinions on that stuff? Maybe. Maybe. Let's hear from all sides on uh, on this. 
Texas. And also, you got to remember with Cal and the tweak stuff, he's super. He is a super, super, superstitious guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see him just being like, "Oh, I got to mention the tweak on the Colin show because I did that, you know, mm-hmm. when I did that." And uh, could see, you know, there he, he nothing's unintentional. And if you're annoyed by it again, it's not for everybody. Nope, not at all. God, we're playing Thursday evening. Feels like our first game has been Friday at nine fifty-seven for the last six tournaments. I like Thursday evening too because. You get a nice little warm-up. Then you get your game, beat the snot out of somebody. I'm guessing that Saturday, they they don't set the times until all the games are done. But Saturday, probably like 5 or something. Yeah. I I feel pretty good about in between noon and 4 for Saturday. 5 maybe at the latest. I don't think I don't think it'll be like a Saturday night in Indianapolis. I don't Just think because, it'll be like a 7 o'clock game. I don't yeah. think it'll be 8. I don't think it'll be 9. Uh, history has always told us that the second round game for Kentucky is going to be in the afternoon, maybe even early afternoon. I feel good about it being noon to five. I'm keeping an eye on that Michigan Colorado State game. If it's Michigan Tennessee, I think UK San Francisco or UK Murray State will lead into it on CBS, and they'll get eyeballs in for Kentucky because Murray State yeah, or San Fran yeah. not a big name, but Tennessee and Michigan big names. So yeah, big names yeah. were at CBS once. If Michigan beats Colorado State, I think you'll see UK at like one or two, and you'll have that the other game after it. If it's Colorado State-Tennessee, I think UK will be the later one, but even then I think it'll be like three or four. Yeah. yeah. Um, another text on the Thornton's text line. I already mentioned Steve earlier. I think you're reading too oh far into this, TJ. Respectfully, if UK loses St. Peter's, UK fans will be besides themselves. It's not as if Cal Perry's saying that these are good guys is going to – temper any ill will thrown their way if they lose to St. Peter's, Murray State, or San Francisco. I can't believe we lost to St. Peter's, but Calipari said these were good guys. So you know what? It's okay. Good try, guys. No, that just sounds ridiculous. Well, I mean, the St. Peter's one is a little bit of a stretch, but I also, I, I don't think you're, you're not, it's not from a fan standpoint. I think it's more from a, I was saying before we even got in the tournament, this was such an amazing group of guys, and they went in there, and I'm even more impressed by them. I think he's just late. I I think there's an intentional aspect of laying seeds. Just to remind folks, if things don't go the way we want them to, that it is basketball. This is, I I I could be wrong though. And Texture, you're allowed to disagree. Maybe I'm totally wrong with all this. Kirby says, Terry, normally agree with two foul take, but respectfully disagree this time. Tennessee has two flopping and happy, hacking goons out there, and Shouse was in his bag. Oscar certainly was getting a third foul in the first half if Cal put him back in. I was hoping he put him back in at the same time to see what Oscar did, but then could also see the other side where Cal wanted the team to get experience in a high-stakes game without O. Either way, we didn't hit shots, and it wasn't meant to be. So yeah, right- sure. That's, uh, that's fine, Kirby. I, I can understand your point on that. Totally fine. Oh, and this is Steve. Is it right to say Fulkerson grabs his man and pushes off to make the ref call a foul on his opponent? Yes, and gosh, it's so annoying. He tries to get tangled up with everybody because he's so good at flailing his arm. So as long as he can get his arm inside somebody else's arm and he moves up, guess what's going to happen, Roush? That other person's arm's going to be moving up with them, and Floppy's better at flopping than other folks are at flopping. Meanwhile, in the hyperbole, they're talking asteroids over Iceland. (laughs) What? March. Done here. (laughs) Good morning to all. It is summer radio for those dorks. Good luck, (laughs) Justin, tonight. But I'm hoping that IU loses the sooner the better. One thing I'm worried about, guys, is shooting. 
Is it a lot to ask at least five three-pointers a game? And if Grady can't make shots, he probably needs to be sitting. He's not the best ball handler. Poor he doesn't defender. rebound great, and his defense is spotty. Maybe give Collins some more run, and uh, maybe a name no one's allowed to mention, Allen, and let them try to make some threes. Well, I don't think Grady's going to be coming out of the game, but I don't totally disagree with your point, John. I think you made a lot of good points. If Grady's not hidden, I do think that he does not need to be on the floor. Now, if Mintz and Grady aren't hidden, you, one tough. of them, you just have to have figure out something. Yeah, like, yeah. you just got to. Just keep shooting. Or UK's going to be in big trouble. Sorry, Scoots, I would rather bring back the ghosts of Bubby Brister or Mark Malone than Mason freaking Rudolph. Just having someone who has actually won more than two or three NFL games is an upgrade. Well, two, we, we two, all have opinions. Two two all off appearances. Stop. I'm just if you're a Steelers fan, do not do not like get excited about Mitchell Trubisky. Can't One, wait. you are going to be wrong. Mitch. Two, you're going to get made fun of by or, your friends, whether to your face or behind your back. Either one, not good. Mitch is back. Mitch 2.0. TJ Will Wade is making strong offers. That's what he's up to. Good for him. Oh gosh, the story about him and the girlfriend. Uh, that's the weirdest thing. Ooh, haven't heard that yet. TJ I'll thoughts on Bustin's impression of you from Friday. Still haven't heard it, but everybody Ooh. raved about it. It, it was a good one. Everybody yeah. was like, it wasn't even mean. It was just like yeah. accurate. Like it, it was, was a good impression. Yeah. Save it for another day. Indiana had one good win all year. Michigan has several quad four win has oh, quad four wins. That's not good. It's not hard to figure out how Michigan's higher than Indiana. They play a full season for a reason. It doesn't matter that they beat just IU. Indiana blows, and you all are all three big old idiots. Oh, Michigan fans back. We're big old idiots, but he's calling out quad four wins. Yeah. What? Idiot. And you just took one from old Boston, buddy. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> you three nerds talking about when you all played sports is peak Louisville. Washed up bums. Oh, oh yeah, because that uh, people in Louisville are the only ones that talk about their glory days. Oh. And it was only TJ talking about his glory days, oh. not me and Nick. The, the Take quad- it out, you suck it and you suck it. <laughs> the quad full suck guy. It. Suck it. Suck it. Mm. Justin, best of luck tonight. Thanks. I'm I'm I've got I'm Hoosiers. Hyped. I'm hyped. I, I got Hoosiers too. too. It could be an ugly uniform game, though, if they wear those yellow uniforms in Wyoming. Oh, gosh. All right, everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts into the show. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Wednesday. Build a hoop.